0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fight the Light.
1: No, 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 it's the opposite.
0: Well, that's what one of our listeners said. We love your Fight the Light. We get, last time <laughs> was Fight the Night.
1: Light the Night.
0: Fight the Light. Well, technically, <laughs> you know, if you're like me in the past, you had lots of concussions. You're fighting the light. You always keep your sunglasses on. There so, you go. welcome to Light the Fight. I'm David. I'm Heidi, and we're here to talk to you about all the family and parenting ills and shed some light on different conversations. And (laughs) as always, we've got more conversations. I don't think we have endless things to talk about, or we just like to talk so much.
1: You know, here's the thing. I got to thank the listeners because I'm actually really appreciative that you guys provide me this opportunity to learn because I'm probably the one that's gaining the most.
0: (laughs) Well, as long as our listeners have chores to do and kids that won't do them, will be listening to us. That's Job right. security for us.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Thanks, you guys. And a little quick shout out to 1-800-CONTACTS, our community sponsor. Big shout out to them. Whoop, 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 whoop. And also a big shout out to teencounseling.com, but not just a shout out to them. A reminder to you, go to teencounseling.com. Use backslash LTF. To which stands for Light the Fight. Which stands for Light the Fight. Uh, and get ten percent off your first month of counseling for a teen. So that's thirteen to nineteen years old. They do it remotely, just like on a Facetime type of app. And you get matched up uh, within twenty four hours. Well, within twenty four hours, they respond to you. You get matched up right away. The process of sharing with what sharing what you're looking for, and their process of how to share with you all the different therapists they have and the specialties specialties they have. Really, they're second to none because I know even a local referrals trying to find therapists. You go to someone's website, you kind of read a little bit about them. They have it so much more cleaned up for you parents to make an informed decision on who's going to be a great fit for your kid. And if your kid doesn't mesh with them or it's just not a good connection, it's an easy switch. They'll get you lined up with someone else, and it doesn't—you don't really skip a beat. So, Light the or <laughs> TeenCounseling dot com. Backslash LTF for Light the Fight to get your 10% off. Give it a shot. We've had only positive feedbacks from our listeners that have tried it. And we can't say enough about uh teencounseling.com. Yeah. So well, let's get Fair to the time. podcast now. Um, you know, this week, uh like all weeks um in the wintertime, there's not a lot of sun. If there's not a lot of sun.
1: And it's getting dark so early. It's
0: dark so early. My My poor dog in the backyard, he he has this one sliver of sun and well, he has, it's, you know, the backyard sun, but as it goes away, it goes away by like one o'clock now. And he just slowly gets to the point where there's like a little triangle, six inches. And He's he's still a puppy. So he's trying to fit in the triangle. I'm like, look at him going, he's like me. He just (laughs) just just wants to sunbathe. He just wants to be on the beach. So I'm going to have to find a way for us to take light the fight to light the beach.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Could you figure that out?
0: I know I can figure that one out. (laughs) There's a will, there's a way. And I have the will to get to the beach. Well, let's uh, start talking about some uh, different conversations that we've had and different thoughts we've had. Um, One thing that um, Heidi and I were discussing that we want to bring up here, and it's something that I've been talking. um, I had a good conversation with a very close friend of mine. He works... um, He runs a bunch of radio stations, a company that syndicates a bunch of radio stations, like hundreds of radio stations. He runs a large group of their radio stations, their digital media, um, all sorts of stuff. He and I were having this conversation because he works with young people. And on one of their um, radio stations, it's basically a young adult kind of – that's their population – and we were just talking about different types of things. And somehow we stumbled across this conversation. And then later on, I brought this conversation to a number of clients of mine. And it just started some some good back and forth. And so I want to bring it up here on the podcast. And um, what, what my buddy John and I were talking about was his question was, um, he's working with a lot of, uh, you know, 18 to 25 year olds that, you know, they're very tech savvy. You know, they're they out in the job place, smart young people. He's He's in San Francisco. That's where the company's out of. And so he's telling me, man, he's like, he's all. I, he's active on social media. We're just talking about social media, its effect on not just teenagers, but as they become adults. And one thing that we discussed is that we saw a comparison to something that pretty much everyone when they hear this kind of has the same thought or similar thought. And what we're talking about is childhood Hollywood stars. So for all of our listeners, I'm pretty sure that you're – watching movies during the 80s and you had an understanding of what was going on in the 80s and 90s. Well, there's a lot of childhood stars at that time. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time is Goonies. Um, And then you look at, I mean, there's Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, and maybe those weren't childhood stars, but they were young stars. But then you got, you know, the Drew Barrymore's with that, what was that um, alien movie? Yeah, (laughs) E.T. And um, you have so many examples of childhood stars. But what we thought about was Find me a childhood star that didn't go through some serious, difficult times. Well, he was asking me, why is that? Because he sees this pattern with these kids are coming out of high school, coming to the workplace and social media obviously is really important to them. But he's like, it's like everyone has this innate desire, or at least the people that he's working with has this innate desire to be some sort of a micro celebrity. And He was asking me, why is that? Well, we can't really blame them. You know, when you're trying to develop your personality in those early developmental stages, you're looking to see what other people are seeing in you that's valuable. So if you have a post or let's say you do a TikTok video and it goes viral, like, wow, if I created that, it made people laugh. It was entertaining. Well, then I have something to offer. The problem is, is sometimes when kids create these videos they got lucky or maybe they had a recipe that they're not quite sure how to duplicate all the time. That could be with a selfie. It could be with a video. So in our conversation, what we came down to is that the Hollywood child star epidemic and all the drug treatments and all stuff like that. If we take that in today's context, Hollywood's in the home now. Everyone can be it's a free opportunity to be a star of some sort. Now there's- Insta-famous. Insta-famous, there's different <laughs> levels of stars, right? And so, yeah, you may not have your own Netflix special, you know, that type of star. You may not have, you know, something like that, but look how many common average teenagers or celebrities on YouTube. Look how many, you know, young people have done really cool things with athletics or entertainment and they're not even close to fully developing their brain and they have more followers, more likes, more interactions than they know what to do with. Well, that particular time of your life, teenagers into early adulthood, we talk about the Hollywood star mentality, is that sometimes it's created inside the home by the parents. And Heidi and I will talk about that a little bit. And other times, it's just the desire to be liked, to be noticed, which is all very normal for that age group. But having a platform that young of an age, and you could actually get lucky with some posts or whatever, or let's say some kids just really talented, but that talent gets them attraction, but the, the the actual talent itself isn't necessarily something that's scalable. It's not always something that they can, okay, now this talent is going to equate to me getting my own car, my own job. <laughs> Sometimes those talents are just talents. There's not no, nothing that they can turn into money-making things. So that's what our topic of discussion that we want to talk about today is Hollywood in the home, um, some of the different uh, things that we're seeing as parents. It's, uh, it's been affecting kids and it may not be in your home, but you know, you may know some people and just taking that analogy of those kids struggling in the eighties. Why did they struggle? They struggled because all eyes were on them. The cameras were on them. And that was the big thing that me and my buddy John talked about was that when you have that many cameras on you, I can tell you right when we started this podcast, Heidi and I did not say, Hey, how's good? Hey, Hey, Heidi, and David, before we started this podcast, Heidi's had a long week. I had a difficult client situation right before I came in here and we were kind of low in energy and we're, (laughs) if you can't hear right now, it's because that's how we were talking. We're just mumbling. And then as soon as the camera came on, as soon as the mic got hot, we changed. Now I would say that we didn't change as people, but we did change as soon as we knew someone was watching. So imagine this for a moment. You're a young person Trying to figure out who you are what you offer if you matter what your talents are what your likes or dislikes and you're needing other people's responses reactions to you You need that to be able to see where you're at on the scale if people are liking you or not And if you have something great about you or something so When the cameras are on it changes the context of everything actors know when the cameras are on they have to go into character Um, People know in the selfie. It's a selfie time. We go into character um, I, I remember listening to this one, uh, um, as one comedian, he made this joke. He said, you said, you'll know that time travel exists. As soon as you see like a black and white picture of like, you know, everybody in those old pictures look like they're malnourished and depressed, like just standing in the black white picture. But if you see some girl sticking out her butt with like doing like duck lips, whatever in that black white picture, you know, she's a time traveler because that did not exist. That only came about with the invention of video cameras, people watching us. So we used to mimic what Hollywood people were doing on the movies. If a guy dressed that way, remember uh, James Dean, Elvis, like those people on the camera are like, okay, I want to make my hair look like that. I want to do this. I want to practice their dance moves. But now instead of just trying to copy or mimic a handful of people, now you have hundreds and thousands of people that your brain is trying to copy and paste and borrow bits and pieces for them. Because if they figured out, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to borrow from them. So Heidi, what are some, I know I just spit a whole lot out there, but uh, what are some of your initial uh, thoughts and what do you think about?
1: Well, this is kind of a topic that hits a little bit close-ish for me, honestly, because um, and let's just talk about me personally. I'm a 47-year-old lady, like um, mom of five, like I'm not. I don't have any delusions about being a celebrity or like Hollywood in my home, right? Like that's not my, my jam. But, but you have a business. Here's the here's the reality. As an adult and, and as a business that I do rely heavily, newsflash you guys, I'm relying heavily on social media to sell my products and to reach people. Okay. And so my brain tells me, okay, if I got a lot of response to a certain post, then my brain says, do that again.
0: Everybody's brain says
1: that. <laughs> right. Even if it might not even be something that I want to talk about, or maybe not even a, a direction that I wanted to go. Or the opposite is true. Like, okay, I'm supposed to be showing this product. I'm supposed to be getting people to buy it and no one cares. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to post another crashing post because no, especially one cares. when you, know? you had
0: posts that performed so well. It's like such a, I would imagine such a letdown down so let one that's just average.
1: Let me just admit to you what happens. You change your, you change your personality.
0: What do I have to do to get people to like it?
1: You do. Yeah. Because first of all, you're thinking to yourself, Oh no, the buyers are looking at this. They see that this post tank. And now I got to prove that I'm not a tank. I got it. And I got to go to the, you know. So I'm just going to tell you right here and now. It's. I'm going to tell it like it is. It sucks. It's it's hard because because there's for me that I have this sense that I got to perform. Right. Except for the for me, like, I don't want to perform. I just want to be real. I just want to connect.
0: But the platform that you do that on, and here's the catch, though. Everybody's wants and needs, but the platform rewards people that get the likes. Right. And businesses use that same model they say okay their analytics are saying if you get this much traffic we can try and quantify how much product will be sold from that and that's where it's like the lines get so blurred now i want to i want to ask you a question i want to ask you a question
1: okay a you're a woman yes i am b
0: (laughs) so a you're a woman and that's i'm just establishing the obvious right now you're a woman you're on instagram you have large follow large following even though this is something that you obviously have no interest in doing because you're a 47-year-old mom, right? You know, that ship sailed a whole <laughs> long time ago, right? Um, do you, in a weird way, kind of get it when you see these young girls with smoking hot bodies? It's like, I it had to start somewhere. They posted one post that showed a little bit. It's like, man, that post got so much. Can you see these young girls looking at this? It's like, they were just born with this or they have this thing. And man, the temptation... Because if you post about you and your boyfriend hanging out, you get a couple likes. If you post your butt cheeks hanging out, you're gonna get a couple <laughs> more likes than that. Like can you you had the question about well, like yes. I could only I'm putting myself in I'm seeing this, I'm like, I get it, but I also get how hard it would be to not be tempted and not follow through. The line's so blurred.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, on on my level, not not even talking about a, a young a young hot body level is I don't want to look bad, you know, and so if I know I need to talk, if I know I need to get on there, newsflash, I take a shower, (laughs) (laughs) right? I mean, obviously, there's been times that I've just been like, okay, whatever. But I also don't like to show my dirty dishes. Leave that out of the shot, so, So here's what I do. I usually stand where the light's coming through so that my eyes get lit, and I'm not posing in front of my... Dirty dishes, which are there. Right? Because mm-hmm. because I have some image issues, right? Because I want mm-hmm. because that's that's how I want to be perceived. And
0: well l- 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 let me l- 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 let me take this it's away from tough. you. Let me take this away from you for a second, because what you just said can be like you could put Heidi swap and then you can finish that sentence. You could put in place input anyone's name there. Right. It's true. Having image issues is a very relatable thing. Just some people, it's a different part of their image, right? But, some people could be their hair. Some people could be other parts. Like the image thing is wanting people to see you at your best. That's very real.
1: But here's the thing, David. Like, as a 47 a year old person, and a- and I feel like I have to present well. I want to present well. Like, if I had to, if I had to think about this as a teenager, oh or yeah, in high school or. I mean it's a I'm just gotta tell you right now that if when I was eighteen years old and I had to post a picture that I was hoping people were gonna swipe up on like I would rather i would th- i would throw up in my mouth like like how do you eat <laughs> like how do you even deal with that
0: after you get a bunch of likes you don't throw up in your mouth anymore you get used to it it's <laughs> okay. it's rewarding you, and so um. The this whole entire Hollywood and the home basically you know your phone right just having that access to to the world and those things all
1: because now yeah. everybody can publish it. Yeah. everybody everybody is a, your a star of your own story right there
0: well the the competition with other people the comparison um, it's very real you know mm-hmm. everybody has competitions everybody is comparing themselves to someone and like, oh, at least I'm not as bad as them. So we do it both. Like, I wish I'm not as good as them. or I'm not as good as them. And at least I'm better than them. You know? Right. We have all those ways to play that game with ourselves. But um, when I'm looking at young people, teenagers and, and young adults especially, I, I just, I really wish there was a way that we could take them outside of this and show them the video of them being a Hollywood star. Like show them the patterns. In business, we document things, we keep track of things, we have to see what are the patterns are of exp- spending, buying all those new types of stuff.
1: Love it, love spreadsheets.
0: With social media, with our behaviors, we rarely, we wanna remember it the way that our ego can handle it. We don't wanna think that we posted that many selfies we don't want to think that we we've been desperate in our attempts to get people to comment on our on our feeds or do something, and you know maybe because I help people with that and I see people confess certain things to me, what they do all the time, I can sense really quickly, and I think an average person can sense really quickly if that's a, a desperate plea for someone to like their post or not, and so what happens is this becomes this, and this is the thing that I, that I think is really plaguing youth and um, people in general. It doesn't affect everyone, but it, I talk about what's called a connection currency where relationships are basically, it's like a bank account. Every time you're in a relationship and you're doing something for the relationship or for that person, you're, you're investing money into that. If the person sees that you've invested a lot into them, they, and you make a mistake. They will take some of that money out, that currency, say, you know what, because we've done so much together, so we have so much history together, I'm going to give you a pass on that one. Our connection currency is valuable. You have credit with me. Um, The challenge I'm seeing right now is there's a lot of vulnerable people getting on these social media platforms. These vulnerable people have found out, sometimes with popular people, befriending them and trying to start a coalition alliance with them, is a way to exchange um confidence that's not really existing. So what that means is someone will comment on someone else's post. A girl posts a selfie. It's a very desperate selfie. It's very sexual. There's, you know, all this, you know, that went into the shot. She probably 150 pictures and she had to pick that one, right? And so some other girls who don't necessarily love that girl that much, but that girl's getting a lot of traffic on her post. And they think, hmm, if I complimented her and said, you are so smoking hot, you're you're my, like, I wish I had buy like this. Oh no, my gosh, girl, you're so cute. You're so awesome. Then they do this fake back and change. I'm going to stroke your ego. You're going to stroke mine, but I'm only stroking your ego, hoping you're going to visit mine and you're going to show up and comment, and stroke my ego. Because if I get this person that has a lot of followers to interact or to stroke my ego, then that gives me a level up to all these other people because the goal is not to be the same. It's to be above. And to be above, that means you have to you have to rise above other people. And in that process, we manipulate and use other people. It's very similar to dating. I know a lot of young men right now that have confessed to me, said, hey, listen, this girl that I'm obsessed with, that I want to be with, and we're kind of in a dating relationship. She hangs out with me when she has nothing else going on. You know, this is what's going on. They're frustrated. I said, well, you guys are using each other. It's like, what are you talking about? If she likes you and you get seen with her out in public, you just went from a six to an A. Just because she's a 10. Like that this is a this is a real popularity thing that is playing in people's minds. You know, we talk about eye candy, like that's that cliche, the older rich guy with a younger hot wife, right? Well, why does this act out and play itself all the time? I'm using this example, not saying everybody has this issue. It's because there's an exchange there. I'm gonna give this young woman security and she's gonna give me clout and status. These kids are doing the exact same thing and adults too on social media platforms. If I show up for them, then they're going to show up in return for me. The problem is when the kid doesn't respond back, doesn't share the exchange, some kids will try it for a little while and then after a while, then they become resentful and angry. It really frustrates and hurts them. It's like I'm trying to appease to your good nature, not knowing that they're trying to appease to the good nature of a person who's not trying to be a good natured person. (laughs) They're trying to get attention.
1: Well, so what happens when you first of all?
0: Do you what do you think about what I
1: said? I know that I can see that, and I and I think, I mean, every like podcast that I've listened to or business business social media podcast, the the top recommendations that you get for how to grow your account is to collaborate right and so really this is just collaborations you know and and then when you say that's something, the intent it
0: starts off r- that's right, all right, right collab- we're, we're collaborating, collaborating yeah. but
1: then it you know but then what happens is the person and if you're watching on youtube you can kind of see but but for if, if you're not listening i've got you know my two hands and If the person starts out like your two fingers are together and slowly your social media persona starts to get further and further away from your real life persona. And then you have to start having these little identity issues because people that don't really know you are holding you here to this persona. And then the people who do know you are like, uh-uh, down girl, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know, like. N- you want all the that. people
0: who don't know you to see you for the representation you're trying to show them. All the people who really know you are like, just come on, just go along with me. Like, I mean, d- this d- this
1: starts to become a real problem when, and it's hard for an adult, but I, really hard, really for hard for a young when person you start to navigate losing that. Who you really are. In order to get the likes or in order to get the popularity or to fit in or Well,
0: let me add something to that. That's actually the problem. It's not it's actually before they actually become who they're supposed to be. So this is in very important personality development stages of their life. And they're excessively when I say they, I don't know if you have one of these kids in your household, if you have neighbors, whatever it is, but the kids who are really putting their identity in the hands of people they don't really know, their acceptance, if they're worthwhile in again, in the hands of people they don't really know. And some kids are really good at manipulating those things, so they they know how to get people to give them attention and like them. Other kids, They just suck at it. They suck probably socially, face-to-face. They're not good online. And it creates even more disturbance for those kids because they're trying to develop who they are. And as they're trying to develop who they are, they're being constantly told just like in their normal life. So they have two different worlds, but both of them are saying the same thing. You're not good enough. Other people that have a lot of insecurities, a lot of things that aren't really going well for them in their own personal life. And then they create the social media persona. It's a relief from them. It's like, oh, this is like me. This is like my cosplay. Like I get to dress up. Right. And they like to just dress up and play character. Just like when we did when we were children. You want to dress. You want to be Superman. You want to be, you know, Elsa. You want to do all these things because we like to play different characters. Because role playing helps us understand what other people are going through. The problem is we're trying to role play off of people who aren't even the real people that they're pretending to be. And everybody knows it. But we've all agreed. When I say we've all agreed, you there's a certain agreement. It's like some people are really deep into the social media as their persona, um, just personally, not necessarily business. But then other people like yourself, they have business and personal mixed together. And so as adults, if they're not careful, they they could get lost in that. But children and teenagers, because they haven't developed their own personality, their own persona, not only is it stopping their personality, it's actually alter it can severely alter their personality. Um, I'm seeing, and you know, we're, I know there's studies going on currently about this. None that really we're able to find before this podcast, but from my perspective, is I'm seeing this. Is why I talked about Hollywood in the home when the cameras come on, your own your own cell phone camera. You are the producer, the director. You're the agent. You're everything for your phone uh, with with your phone. So when the camera comes on, you start recording. You start documenting. Doing all these things as a young person. The sole intent is to get acceptance and notice from a large group of people. The problem is our brain is only set up through our biology. And unless someone comes out with new studies in the future, as right now, our brain's only really capable of knowing about 150 people's lives. So if you're only able to know intimately about 150 people's lives, you're only going to know about what 150 people will like or dislike. The problem is nobody's trying to get 150 followers. It's never been a goal. Like I hope I get to 150 followers. No, no one's trying to get to. Everybody's wanting more and more. That that competition, just like in business, it's you know it's like everybody's we got to have the next product. It's like we got to keep on doing better than we did last year. It is the exact same thing. That's why the Hollywood effect is we have to be better this time than our last movie. Our last movie is a blockbuster. But your only good is your last performance, or in this case, is your last post. Mm-hmm. That pressure for a young person to perform at a high level of something that's altering their personality to get that acceptance is extremely dangerous. The emotional toll, the anxiety, the fear, the worry. Um, what if someone calls you out and says, you're fake? You know, this isn't even real. Um, what if people do start to give you the credit and, and, and all this attention? Now you have a whole other problem on your hands. Keeping, Keeping it. it, yeah. Becoming a world champion in sport really hard. Maintaining a world champion is harder. Becoming an Instagram celebrity or getting a TikTok video to go viral really hard. Doing multiple multiple videos is extremely hard. So,
1: so as a parent, I mean, what what do you do? Like, I know some some kids, and and if you've got multiple kids, you probably have one kid that loves that attention, one kid that just like will never. You know, yeah. so every, every kid is different, but what do you do if you see this happening in, in a kid, you take away their phone? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know.
0: First off, and, and this is just step number one, because some people, m- this may be relevant to, and some it's not, but just in case, step number one, you'd have to model some version of the behavior that you think is healthy for your kids. So, so maybe I hate you I hate to I hate to admit to have it.
1: Have some limits on your own phone use. Yeah,
0: actually, <laughs> this is not admission. Uh, I don't want to say I hate to admit it, but lately, because the weather's been good here, I've been trying to maximize as much as I can. So I'm trying to take my son to the park as many times as I can before the death of winter comes. And as I go there, it's very interesting how many people are on their phones and not paying attention to their kids, and how dangerous situations their kids are in, and how much anxiety it gives me because. I, I'll be honest. There's a part of me that's like, I, I'm on it. Like I'm one of those people. Like I'm, I'm on. It. I'm there. I'm watching my kid. I know he's crazy. I know he'll jump off that top thing and knock that girl down on accident. Didn't mean to it. <laughs> I'm gonna save the hospital bill. Everything. I'm gonna say. Listen. Get down. Do whatever. But when I'm watching other people get lost in their phones, I get it. This one mom today. She was in her minivan. She set up a blanket outside um, with picnic tables. She, uh, she was in her car watching something on her iPad, like watching a movie or whatever. And she's making the sandwiches. And I'm sitting there just watching. Oh, this is interesting. I just kind of want to see where this played out. Her four kids were out on the playground climbing up the slide, doing all the most dangerous stuff you could possibly do. And this one little three-year-old girl just sitting on a blanket all by herself while the other kid's out there. She came out, gave them the food, went back in the van. I saw like weird guys walking around. Like, I don't know. I like, I was like, who the heck are these guys? Like, what the heck's going on? I'm like on high alert and I'm looking at this three-year-old all by herself with these kind of shady looking dudes walking around, and the mom's just watching her thing. That girl would have been kidnapped and she wouldn't have known for 30 minutes. Like it was, I'm just sitting here going, What the but this is just a constant repetitive thing. You're seeing just the checkout on the phone, you're seeing these things. So the first thing is if you don't want your kids to turn out like a Hollywood star from the eighties, I'm just using some scare tactics, obviously here, you got to ask yourself, are you the person who does not have any idea how much you're really on your phone? Are you kind of getting lost in that sauce? Cause we like to tell ourselves, no, I wasn't on that. I wasn't on so long. I wasn't on so long. Oh yeah. Pull up your phone and look at the screen time and look exactly where it's at.
1: I hate doing that. So (laughs) this is impossible to do
0: when your kids have the comeback, like, what about you? And for you to establish an initiative for you to say, okay, here in our house, we're all going to put our phones down here. We're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. If you're not making a confession first that you have something to work on, let's say your issue is not the phone issue. I've had parents tell me this. Well, it doesn't work for me because I don't have the issue with the phone. Well, you can't find one issue that you can confess to your kids because it's not about the phone. It's about, Hey, I have a blind spot. I'm aware of it. Congratulations. I'm on my phone too much. You got me, but I'm not just going to confess it. That's just the first step. You confess it first. Then after you confess it, you say, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to get off your phone and do all these things all the time. If I'm not going to work on whatever my blind spot is, it could be the phone. It could be whatever it is that they know you have an issue with. So I'd you what I'm going to work on some of these things. I would like you to work on some of these things, give some suggestions, and then do that thing for a couple of weeks first. Then after you've done that for a couple weeks first, then now you have enough connection currency built up in the bank account that you can say, you know what? I'm not saying that you're going to be one of those bad kids that ruins their life and you're going to be a narcissist and all this stuff's going to ruin your life because social media, because for you to imply that is a lofty implication because that's not necessarily going to necessarily true, but it does increase the probability. So you just tell them, here's some things that I'm thinking about. Maybe we could do at the house just so that we make sure we're figuring out how to take timeouts from our phone instead of saying you have restrictions on your phone you want to start a conversation with your kids ask them about because every one of the teenagers i asked i said do you know any teenagers that are always on the phone and even if this kid's always on the phone oh yeah everybody has a friend that's worse than them that's the comparison (laughs) mom at least i'm not as bad as (laughs) britney britney's got like her her own like yeah, pro- promo codes for all these different companies. And it's just her fake way of saying, I have a reason to post because it's the business. It's 16, Brittany. You're not getting paid money. You just get to s- wear their products and their t-shirts and act like you're sponsored. Hey,
1: that's good enough, man.
0: But that's what I'm saying <laughs> is that in those scenarios, and I'm not saying it's bad for people to do that, but you can get really lost. And now you can justify, well, I have to post because I am a brand ambassador. Yeah. I am this. Not saying that's bad. But at what expense? Only you and your relationships and your partners and your family members and your friends will know, are you playing with fire? Are you testing the limits of your own capacity to be able to get that many people to notice you, to drive a brand business? So you're trying to push people in their, in their direction. And this is for that example, someone who's using it as products. You can do that, but make sure that you're weighing out the expense of what it's doing to you and your relationships. Because if your relationships are dependent upon you to be present for them, but your work in air quotes, because there's a lot of brand ambassadors out there that just get free products. They're not getting paid any money, but your work requires that you always have to be engaging and responding to the DMs. To me, that sounds like you created something to validate you being on the platform because you were going to be on there all the time anyways. Only you can answer that question. I can't judge you. I don't even know you guys are listening to this. Only you can answer that. But if you're not having issues with this, whatever your blind spot is, if you want to have a conversation with your kids about it, you have to confess something. Well, you don't have to. I just found this works out the best, the people that did it. After you confess it, then you go back and you say, I'm going to start working on this. I'm not going to tell you what you should do because I'm a hypocrite right now, but you know the things I want you to do. Do that for a few weeks and come back with an idea to have a conversation. Who do you know that has bad cell phone issues? Like, what are some things that have worked? I know a lot of teenagers coming up with hacks to kind of get off their cell phone without having to be done with their cell phone. Because getting rid of social media apps, generally speaking, taking away their phone, generally speaking, it's it's the worst reaction you could possibly do to try to stop your kid from being obsessive on social media. Because now you made it a shameful thing. If you want someone to be really in the dark and and secretive about their addictions, whatever it may be, just shame them about it. <laughs> and they'll make sure they hide it from you even better like ah apparently i didn't hide that too well so i got to hide it better so you always want to open up the conversation but any conversation is going to be easier for someone to be in if they feel like you're actually a representation of what you're trying to talk about
1: well and i think just opening the conversation about you know about how they're feeling uh, and and maybe you compare it to how you're feeling or you share something first um I noticed a funny situation not not necessarily funny but Connor made the decision he was done with Fortnite. I don't even know what elicited it. Maybe he just wasn't getting enough v bucks, or I don't know what. And <laughs> or um, like
0: any video game, it has its time and place. And there's you know, always he, another know, he
1: just was he just was over. It. But what he has now become super into is BMX bikes. So he wants to watch every like. He bought yeah. tons YouTube of BMX yeah. bike videos, and for a while, when it was nice weather, he was out there on the bike all the time, trying tricks and da da da. da. But it's gotten cold, and so what's happened now is the tables have turned—like less time out on the bike and more time watching the videos. And I said to him, "What?" I I I wasn't home, he'd been on YouTube for a while. No. And I'd asked him, How long have you been on YouTube? You know, since we got home you know, it was like bad mom mom. I mean, it just he was on there a lot. And I pointed I said to him, I made a statement, I said, You just you don't seem yourself. What were you watching? You know, and he's like, Well just all oh, those guys are so good and they have these big ramps in their back and these really cool, you know, and he's kinda of doing this comparison thing and I pointed out to him, "You seem kind of bummed. Are you? How do you feel after watching all that YouTube?" And it's just like, "Just blah." You know, like so. We had an opportunity to come well, let in. me
0: interrupt you guys. Uh, interrupt you. you guys. That was a very good example, Heidi, because what you did is a lot of times people want to insert at that particular moment, and they want to create some sort of like you know interference. They want to insert and say, "See, when you're on YouTube that much and you're watching stuff that much." It's it makes you feel down. See, like, look at you. You look all depressed right now. To insinuate and to add that this equals that at that particular moment to your kid, it's it really has the opposite effect. But what you did was like, man, you just seem really down. You didn't say, you seem really down. It must be because of YouTube. See what happens? We watch too much YouTube. You went judge, jury, convicted them, and that's it. So that approach, parents out there listening to this, is a very soft, slow approach to a conversation because... To develop personality, and this is the the what's the opposite of being a childhood celebrity? What's the opposite of being obsessed with your phone? Knowing who you are. So when you know who you are, you have some sort of like anchor to a sense of self. When you don't know who you are, you're gonna be willing, you're gonna more you're gonna be more willing to try to please the masses because you're not sure what the people around you want. When you're confident the people around you like this about you or that's good with you. It's easier to do things for a specific purpose. Well,
1: and and here's where I think like every parent out there wants these strong, not strong, self assured pe- little people. Yeah. Like we we want them to have self esteem, and so that's why we're taking them to the sports. That's why we're giving them all these experiences, and we we want them to feel good about themselves, right? Um, and so i th- I think that this is this is kind of the crux of what i where I wanna to get to in this conversation is how do we kind of combat the insecurity and that willing to give people whatever they want so that we can get the feedback that we're craving and focus or build up that sense of self
0: well. Your language, um, some parents get really good at healthy self-deprecation, making fun of themselves, making their mistakes and their errors known. If you want a sly way, now, you got to be careful of this because some people just don't do it this very well. (laughs) If you want a sly, smooth way to make something easier to talk about, then you find a way to make it a problem that you have. Do it all the time with clients. Someone comes in and sees me, and they're really insecure of what I'm going to think of them as a therapist because I have to assess them, and that's why a lot of people don't want to come into counseling with their kids, right? They just want just you fix them. Like you have talked about, because if they come in, the parent comes in, now we open up Pandora's box.
1: Right. And, now you and, know where the problem. And, really and no one wants from. to be
0: like I'm really a good parent. <laughs> I, I, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, "I know this doesn't sound like I'm a good parent, but I really am." I'm like, I'm, you can do all these things good and suck at these things too. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're a horrible <laughs> parent. It just means you got some stuff to work on. But um, where was I going with that? What were we just talking about? Um, the sense of self. Yeah, the sense of self. Gosh.
1: You it's, said it's if pain. you want a little trick into how to do oh, this to oh, you. Oh, the, the
0: sly way, the sly way is you tell your child, just like sit there and like huff and puff and moan a little bit like, ugh, and like, what's wrong with you? Why well, are your grumps like, honestly, I'm pissed off, but I'm mad at myself. It's like, why? It's like, I made a personal goal to not go over this amount on Pinterest, and they're like, "Yeah, mom, you're on Pinterest a lot." <laughs> kids know. It's like, okay, well, I made a, a goal not to go over on this, and and I did, and I'm so mad at myself because I noticed, like, when, remember when we were on that vacation? It wasn't on my phone a lot. I just seemed so much like lighter. Huh. I, I got to do better this week, and then that's it. Walk away. See, if you want your kids to admit where their blind spots are at, you have to admit that you have blind spots. If you want to point out their blind spots, be prepared for them to act like they don't even have any.
1: Well, I tell you what, if I'm going to point anything out of my kids, boy, are they fast to blast it back on me, you know? And so, like, I think that as kids get older... They're happy to point out your blind spots for you know like and that's so an I opportunity think
0: to partner with them, right Because what are the what are the difference between your kids' just so-called friend who they like just share you know posts with and like, oh my gosh, you're so great. you know that the kind of fake little friends, right? Just mutual like acquaintance friends versus the really deep friend that they'll cry to and talk to. Well, the difference between those relationships is one person really knows you and knows all your blind spots and they still text you and message you for some reason. They still want to hang out with you. Right. And the other people, you're fearful. If I put my dirty laundry out there, people are going to see I got poo stains on my underwear. There's holes <laughs> in my underwear. Like nobody wants to see that grossness, right? Like, and But we don't want to throw away the underwear, right? So my, my, ma- my metaphors are magical. <laughs> Just trying to build a f- fake story here. But it, It works so much better, and this is a big thing in PR and public relations with celebrities that make huge bad mistakes. The biggest thing is, can you release your mistake, or is it going to be released before you get to release it? If you get to control the narrative and you get to say what your mistake is, then people are more accepting of your mistake. If it seems like it's shock and a surprise and they finally have, aha, I knew their life wasn't perfect. Right, like on our podcast, I posted my mugshot because I knew at some point someone was going to find it and <laughs> it also went with the episode really well. So that was the whole entire thing. Where, but I was like, you know what? I just need to put it out there because I don't ever think about that. It's obviously not who I am. I was freaking 21 years
1: old. I didn't know what the hell I was doing well, in my life the, at that particular time. Let's be honest. That's where the connections are going to happen. The connections yeah. are going to happen with the the frailties. you know. And we've said it a lot of times. We connect with our weaknesses. And so when we admit to our kids, right? Gosh, you guys, I went way over on my screen time. They're going to be like, yeah, you did. I could have told you that and I didn't have to look at your I time. What, <laughs> let, and,
0: then, and then you take the the sarcastic remarks like, hey, I deserve that. and But no, seriously, I, I need to work on that and keep it moving. I had an experience not too long ago where a dad who owns his own company was getting a lot of flack from – employees but for many years he thought he was the best boss and everybody loved to work with him because everybody was scared to tell him the truth because they made lots of money his wife wasn't scared to tell him the truth though in our counseling session she said not only do me and the kids not like you none of your employees like you and he just went wait second, i know you and the kids are mad at me because i'm a jerk and i'm like but i know my employees love me like and everybody looked at him and he was like what they don't and even the kids like no dad like when they come over everybody makes fun of you behind your back like you're kind of a laughingstock and he was he was in a good place he's like well tell me like what are they saying and i was i was telling him be careful what you say and they go no here's your, he goes what your rep i said what, tell him what his reputation is with all the employees and every single one of them said uh he doesn't like to talk about anyone's life doesn't ask anybody's these questions doesn't care about them at all he only wants to talk about his stuff and if you do something wrong he wants to make fun of you in front of the whole entire group and pick on you. And they even have like little jars if it's called their idiot jar. If you make a mistake, you have to put $5 in the idiot jar. It was just a shame based all around. Nobody was saying anything to him. Everybody scared him because he was just a really, you know, intimidating type of presence. And so we had this conversation, and so what he did was he went back to his employees and instead of calling them out because the mom was like, "You can't tell them I told you this, right?" He went back to his employees. It was it was a Christmas party. This um gosh this was a long time ago now man it's almost another christmas oh my gosh where's the time gone <laughs> so he went through all this after at the christmas party he talked to them and said listen i have a new year's resolution i want to share with you guys all joking aside and he had a couple glasses of wine to help him do this i'm surprised he did this he said all joking aside he goes my new year's resolution is to be less of a jerk to actually show how much I care about you guys because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have this company, Start crying. He opened up and told them, he goes, I'm sorry that I've been so mean and so hard on people. I thought it was the right way, I realize there's a better way now, and he walked away. Then when his kids heard about that, he went home and told them, he goes, hey you guys, you know, thanks for what you guys did because I didn't realize what I was doing, and he goes, it's because of you guys, you helped me out with that, so if you ever see me doing that with you guys, just let me know because that's my style, I was telling that, the response he got from his kids, the response he got from his employees, it made him a person who was no longer feeling like, I do all the work. See, in his mind, he ran the whole company and he was just paying them stuff that they didn't deserve. He started to realize, he was, no, these people want to work for me, but I'm making it so it's hard to work for me. And that's not necessary. So that's just one it example kind of how you can what... do this with your kids, with social media, with anything. Pick something you suck at, acknowledge it, ask them to help you with it. And then guess what? When they suck at something they're going to be more inclined to share with you because why can't they share with you? You've already shared your blind spots.
1: I feel like this is right along the lines of what we talked about last week. And if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, we talked about how to partner, how some, not sneaky ways, but a little bit of a sneaky way to partner with somebody who's causing you problems, which is to thank them for giving you this opportunity to figure something out. And when we do that, we empower And we connect and um,
0: change our reputation. The old me wouldn't have done this, but the new me is telling you, you're right.
1: I got to tell you a a funny, it's not super funny, kind of funny in the end. Um, I had a situation where I actually had to use that, what I had just learned in the podcast, because you guys, that was last week's podcast was like a light bulb moment for me. And so I used it and it worked like a charm. (laughs) okay like and I was like walking on sunshine because I was kind of in a place where I really needed like this person needed to really we needed to really change the narrative so I have another friend who was in a situation and I was like try this try this and they were like oh I will not I will not thank them I am not thankful this is not okay and guess where the relationship ended up Mm. no improvement. Right? Probably not worse fixed. than it was before. Right? You know, not fixed. because <laughs> yeah. so They so, just dug their
0: heels in like, I'm not changing. So
1: Newsflash, every single Light the Fight podcast, every single episode, every single time that David opens his mouth, he is going to say to us as parents, yeah, got to go first. And the relationship is more important every time than looking good or knowing everything or being right. Being right does not matter when you don't have a relationship you know and and so I, I i love this i love the fact that when we expose our blind spots when we admit that we're not perfect when we admit that there's something we work on even if we're sort of trying to get somebody else to help admit that too like even mm-hmm. though we're 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 modeling we're leading by example and that is is true leadership with a relationship At this, at the same time, when you can lead and build a relationship, that's, that's the gold, you know, and I, the old Heidi just would have, I would have been that, I would have been there like, uh, 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 you know, and I know that there's probably people out there that are like, again, with the crap that I don't want to (laughs) hear, you know, because this is hard but it works, and it's and it's worth it, and and so I, I appreciate it. I I'm kind of just reliving in my mind this moment where I had to I had to do this, and it wasn't actually with a family member. Um,
0: what happens in those conversations, that I found, is as soon as you switch from let's really put gasoline on the problem, and you say, you know, thank you because. You know, I used to, you know, I, I, in the past I'd get offended, but I realized that you are actually upset because you care. You're trying to do something to make change and I'm not hearing you, whatever. So obviously I need to do something different and then actually come up with some sort of conversation that follows along with that. Because to acknowledge that you're in the wrong, you have blind spots, that's just step one. But then to say, all right, let's have an objective. So I'm going to work on this. But a lot of people, especially parents, authority and leaders, they go, I want to work on this and I'm the leader. So let's make sure it's fair because I'll work on this and you work on that, right? You're the leader. That's, that's not how leaders, that's not how it works. Families are business. That's why we talk about the family business model here on Light the Fight. If they're a business, just like any other business, the way the business runs reflects the leadership, The way you lead your business. So if your kids are acting crazy and they're always emotional, put up a video camera up in the corner of your house and watch those recordings and see what you look like, how you're responding to these different situations. It'll be very telling, very, very telling.
1: Well, and you know that, you know that saying, who said fight fire with fire? Have you you heard that saying before? Like, yeah, you got to fight fire with fire. Whoever said that is an idiot because no, you got to fight fire with water. <laughs> like it doesn't, you don't fight fire with fire, right? Well,
0: technically it better be, especially with this situation. If there's a fire burning, you fight fire with it. That's what they mean by it, right? Because if it doesn't work, sometimes you have to burn out another section to stop it. So it goes in a different direction. Right, right, right. But in this situation, I like what you're saying because we're telling you to set up a relationship so that if a fire does come about, You have a crew of people that are going to work with you to put out the fire because try putting out a fire when everybody's going to disagree where it's at. Fire's over here. No, it's not. It's over here. If you can't even agree what fire to put out, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. It's like, I swear the fire's in this force. No, it's not. We're going here. Okay. We're going to split up the team and everybody will work on their own problems, but nobody work together and communicate.
1: And and these are hard things to communicate about. But if you get to absolutely, but in this case you get to control the narrative, right? When you're talking, when you're sharing your own stuff, you're. I'm not going to say poopy underwear, but that's what you brought it up. You
0: can't steal my joke, (laughs) my metaphor.
1: (laughs) Copyright infringement. I'll sue you. (laughs) Then you get to kind of own the narrative there and make fun of yourself. I'm real good at that in my household.
0: Now, you guys, fine line between being actually self-deprecating and like shaming yourself out loud. That's not what I'm saying. Light humor at your own expense makes you approachable, makes you vulnerable. And then when your kids jump on and they give you some zingers and they talk trash to you and go, yeah, you do this. Go, yeah, yeah, I I know, I know. And then it gets a little carried away. Okay, we had our fun. That's enough now. <laughs> it's like – you don't want me to go back to the old me, because remember, said the old me would have flipped out. So you
1: really want, you know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's always you guys. That's always the threat. You want me to go back? You want me to freak out? Is that what you want?
0: The reward is me <laughs> not freaking out, and the threat is I will go back there because I know where it's at.
1: <laughs> it, it is. I a, didn't lose my freak really out. I just put it aside. It is a knee jerk reaction. Do not worry. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Well, I think we think we uh, we covered it. Yeah, I think we ran the race.
1: Well, you guys. I did it again. You guys, this is helpful. It's helpful information. And I mean, I admit, this is me confessing that the social media game is complex.
0: Remember, we're all adolescents in it. It's tough. We've all been doing this for about nine years straight. Um, That means we're preteens. I mean, because 2010, I read an article, I've talked about this before, that's, that's where Facebook said, boom, that's when it just blew up in 2010. Yeah. And that was a real giant in social media platforms. Now, fast forward to almost 10 years later, where are we at 10 years now? Well, it's evolved and changed a lot. It went from being a place to stay connected to being a place for business, being a place for politics, being a place for... Great, you know, communities and bashing of other communities. Like it's turned into our normal household discussions saying things, but now we're saying them online. And uh, so I I don't know if we as a society deserve a trophy or a participation trophy for the first (laughs) 10 years of social media use, because um, I don't think anyone's winning yet in regards to evolving us as being better social beings. But I do believe that we're going to get there. I I believe this next 10 years, we're gonna have to do I think we're figuring it out. We're figuring out how do we keep our sanity and our mental and emotional, spiritual, psychological well-being intact while interfacing with this digital world. And I'm very I'm very hopeful that we're we're gonna be able to figure this out.
1: Well, I, I will say this. I have learned
0: And the reason why, because the parents, the, the the leaders, the family leaders, the business leaders, those are usually adults. You guys modeling for this is what gives me the confidence, not the hope, but it gives me the confidence.
1: You know, I know for me, when I'm trying to put on a show on social media, I feel different than when I want to share something from my heart. And the response always validates I appreciate the connection that I do find in in my social media oh, yeah. and the comments and the DMs that do come in.
0: That's why it's so alluring because there are real solid, amazing connections. People meet up with social media friends. They become great friends. Yeah. They have that. It's just like liking the same band or the same team. You have so much in common if you're on that platform and together I, anyways.
1: I think that if we can be real... And we can connect. It can be very powerful. It can also be the opposite. And um, so, I have a lot. I have a lot of work to do, and a lot of awareness to have in this particular area. And so, I appreciate it. And well, I appreciate yeah. you guys not judging me too harsh. <laughs> well, I, I don't.
0: I, I don't envy your situation because my my livelihood has never been tied to social media. So I. I. But I get it. I totally get it. Cause yeah. you're not the only person I know that their livelihood is connected to that. And that's yeah. a tough one to, and then how do you explain that to younger people? So that's why, you know, listening to this podcast today, I'm very confident that it's going to give you guys a lot of different ideas, how to create these examples and these change how a model for this, your own family and also to have the conversations about it.
1: Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Anyway, you guys, thank you for listening as always. And thanks for sharing the love, telling your friends and family about it, maybe even leaving us a a comment or a rating. Apparently that's a thing. Um, (laughs) um, But as we always say about this time, um, you guys, thank you for helping us to light the fight.